Hey folks, welcome to Buy It's Cover, one marriage's journey through movie night using only the covers we have films we find on streaming services. I'm 50% of your host, Kevin. And I'm the other 50% Bree, but the math is a little different today. The math is a little different today. We're giving you over 100% of hosts <laughs> because we are joined uh, by a friend of the pod, a Patreon subscriber, so he's automatically better than literally tens of you uh we're joined by jacob hey um i was not sure how the math was going to work out with that but i'm glad that we just decided that i was some percentage point over 100 yeah we, that's what all we promise with the show is we give you over a hundred percent of podcast goodness um, <laughs> i so, can deliver be, on that could be a hundred Point one, we don't know. Uh, we don't know what I'm how good we all are until we achieve. <laughs> so Jacob has actually been a friend of ours for a very long time. And then even yours longer, Kevin, because you knew him before you knew me. And so True. Uh, it's a delight to see your face, to talk to you because we text. But, you know, uh, we're millennials, elder millennials. So we don't call each other. <laughs> And you have children, so you have a I whole do. different life dynamic than we do. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised this conversation is not like hushed whispers, where you're like, like Newt in Alien, where you're like, don't worry, the kids come out at night, mostly. Mostly they come out. <laughs> so they, they are thankfully gone right now, otherwise it would be chaos around. Um, but yeah, you have two dogs, I have two dogs, two cats, a horse, six chickens, two kids, um, so it's, it's a lot here. So my, uh, relationship with movies has changed significantly since we were hanging out today. Yeah. <laughs> and if you folks are wondering like, why didn't they give a last name? I think you guys know, cause, uh, with that description of how many things he has, his last name is clearly McDonald because he's down on a farm. Uh, or I'm in a compound in Idaho somewhere Yeah, for, for government purposes. I'm not, you know. <laughs> Yeah, one of the two. A, one of the two. There's a lot of militia vibes to what you just described. You're like, oh, I'm self-sufficient. <laughs> I also, speaking of militia vibes, I have been disparaged on this podcast at least one time by name. Yeah, so well, I'm, probably. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm hoping that this episode goes better than <laughs> the remarks about the last time we went to the movies together. So, oh yeah, okay. I'm so glad you mentioned because I was like, dude. Uh, I go into a fugue state whenever we do these pods. I don't remember what I say. So I was like, shit, what did I say? <laughs> then I remember, I was you, like, oh, yeah, you have shitty opinions about dread. Yes. <laughs> that resentment has been harbored by you guys <laughs> since the movie came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not enough that we enjoyed it and we bonded over it. We need everyone else to love it, too. <laughs> and it's actually pretty interesting because, Jacob, your views or enjoyment of... Um, movies and tv uh tend to align pretty closely with ours um, yeah yeah and uh i i mean that's always something that we talked about when we were in college and and beyond so uh for you to just walk out of that portland theater 
and be like, I fucking hated that movie. <laughs> it felt like more of a betrayal to you, is what you're saying. Yeah. Because yeah. you're right. We Movies, TV, comic books with Kevin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, our, our tastes align quite a bit. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I understand that better now. <laughs> For our audience, Jacob would be my person where, like, if I was like, hey, Brie, I want to see this movie. It's getting some good Oscar buzz. And she'd be like, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'd be like, well, Jacob will go with me. And it would work. And then dread happened. And I was like, Brie, we need to... We need to distance ourselves from We that. need to see other people, not yeah. each other. We can still see each other, yeah. like, other than Jacob. Yeah, I didn't realize that was going to be the touchstone of a lot of my relationships. <laughs> so we're actually here to watch a movie after, um, what did I say? You're our 71st episode. Um, you you get to um you got to choose the movie uh so i'm going to share the cover for those that are watching and uh jacob gets to explain it because he chose it yeah so there's as you can see uh not a whole lot to explain um it's a relatively simple cover uh, the movie's called 2036 origin unknown and it has a big profile pick of Katie Sackhoff with some sort of um, planet that doesn't look like Earth and then another planet that also doesn't look like Earth and then a giant cube. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, the giant picture of Katie Sackhoff in profile is what got it on the short list. Yep. <laughs> so um, a pretty simple cover. Uh, really, you know, seems like something space something mm-hmm. maybe military space something alien definitely and then a whole lot of unknown <laughs> that was good <laughs> uh, Wait i'm a- gonna point out we got star trek font for 2036 uh origin unknown oh like it's very much start like star trek uh, yeah font. also i like is that the borg cube under that like I mean, I was like, somebody owes somebody uh, some infringement money is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) So there's also a tagline and it says humankind is about to learn its place. Okay, Uh, I just want to jump in here. Katie Sackhoff is one of those like actors that every time I see her in something, she seems a little dominatrixy. Like every role she (laughs) has. I wasn't sure you were going with that. Yeah. And so like that tagline, I'm just like dude this movie like is this gonna get naughty like is this a like space dom movie which i'm (laughs) i'm not opposed to uh but like i'm i'm sorry i know that sounds weird but like every time i see katie sackoff in a movie if she plays a scientist i'm like bullshit i don't buy it but if she (laughs) plays like a badass military person i'm like yeah I, i see it I didn't plan on watching it with the kids around anyway. However, yeah. <laughs> given what you just said, I'll make sure that they're asleep. I, I, I just, Who knows? this movie, if this does like a Quentin Tarantino, we're going to show a lot of feet. I'm like, I'm going to call it. This movie is some like some director working through some shit. The thing is with Katie Sackhoff is that I really like her in a couple things. Mm-hmm. But she's been in a lot of things. Yeah. So... You know, she's like a lot of the sci-fi fantasy mm-hmm. actors and actresses that seem to get a lot of enjoyment and probably financial uh, kickback from being in just a lot of genre stuff. So they work mm-hmm. constantly. 
And so who knows how good the movie's going to be. <laughs> but uh, yeah. she's the only face and name on the cover. Yeah, there's no director credits. There's no, like, quote about how the movie is. There's no, like, hey, this was entered in this film festival, which we usually see a lot of with the covers that we choose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want you to know there's, she's there's in Battlestar. Hey, I yep. feel like a lot of uh, like the what's the opposite of red flags? Like there's no flags, which makes the biggest red flag to me. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be a black flag? This is like that movie, like the movie equivalent of like in a horror movie. Where they're like, it's quiet. It's too quiet. The birds have stopped chirping, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> we're in we're in the forest and there's no sounds. Well, they, there's no sound in space. So that would work. Right. There. Touche. You win this round for scientific accuracy. (laughs) So, Jacob, what is your prediction that this movie is going to be about? So, she has to be some sort of captain, commander, something important in some future, probably 2036 future. So not too distant future, right? I mean, it's not that far away. So I don't know how we're getting from today to like cubes floating in space with like planets that aren't us um there i don't know how that happens in like a decade and a half yeah but apparently it does um so she's got to be someone in the military i'm not sure if she's like really important or if she's like the renegade so you know one of those two things but you know it says we're about to find our place so some alien is messing with us and i don't know if the aliens come or if the cube is like something that they like send like to mess with us to to put us in our place but katie sackoff obviously her character has to deal with things so i'm not sure we see aliens but maybe they're like the masterminds of the whole thing um Mm -hmm. and i'm looking for sci-fi action probably low budget I mean, okay. definitely low budget. Definitely. How low? How low? I'm not sure. Your <laughs> money on Katie Sackoff. So, <laughs> I would love if this turns out that it's just they got like a cameo. They paid for like one of those, so she just is on one vid screen. <laughs> you mean you mean like a literal cameo? Like yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like from the website. Yeah, they cameo. got a hundred bucks, and they're like, "All right, we got sixty seconds." Happy we got to have a run through. We have no alternate takes. Uh- <laughs> oh, let's hope she acts her heart out. Yeah. Okay, Kevin, okay, what is your prediction? Okay, I'm going to I'm going to go completely against her type that I've seen in every movie that she's ever done. I'm going to predict uh this movie is aliens come to earth and they're trying to judge whether or not humans are worth moving on into like galactic civilization it's gonna be a very tired trite plot in that regard but katie sackoff i'm gonna predict is an environmental scientist yeah like i said uh because every movie she's in she's like a military badass i'm gonna be like you know what this is her turn this is her robin williams in 24-hour photo you know okay this is where she goes dramatic okay the odds are long but this is where you get rich you're putting yeah. your money down on environmental <laughs> <Exactly>. scientists. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and I, I think uh, I think that's gonna. Ha- I think she's gonna have a daughter that she needs to save. There's gonna be a, a mother daughter relationship, uh, and I think at no point does she like punch something. I'm just saying this movie has no action scenes. That's my prediction. Bullshit. I'm, Those are I'm long odds, long. Gavin. Okay, <laughs> I'm also long odds. I always put down. There's gonna be a safety as the first play of a Super Bowl. All right, like take, it just take when it pays off. Nice. Yeah. yeah, when it pays off, take her someplace nice. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> okay, so I think that um, she is going to ride a motorcycle at some point because the jacket she's wearing uh, looks very like motorcycle esque, and uh, that's just a random thought. That's not <laughs> plot specific. Um, I think that she is going to be part of the security team with a scientist scientific discovery vessel that is doing geological work on a um, rock barren planet, rock comma barren planet, and more of a um, slash situation. Okay, yeah. you're taking notes. <laughs> um. And she uh, sees something in space or she gets like a, a notification on their security system because out in between the planet and the moon, the second thing we see on there, they've like set up a net, a security net that um, trigger warns them that something's coming and um, they are they are are far enough away from earth that they can still communicate with earth and so they're like the first system that sees this alien cube flying towards them and it's got some sort of signal that's beaming out that's like angry and um she has to get from the dig site back to the ship in order to relay the communication to Earth to let them know that they need to be prepared and on the defense to have this cube try to come over and bitch slap them. You just laid out a very elaborate game of telephone as the plot (laughs) of this movie. Like she's got a message that she's got to then pass to somebody else. And what if it's like peace and love, but then she gets to Earth and she's like, it's pizza gloves. Or like, what, what does that mean, Katie? <laughs> what if she's what if she decides that she can stop the cube before it gets to Earth by turning the ship into a weapon and sacrificing herself? And as she sacrifices, calls Earth and says, You better come pick up these scientists. They found something important. And then she dies as she So I think aliens. she definitely feels like she can handle this herself. Yeah. I am almost positive her character is going out there alone. Yeah, because a Katie Sackhoff character is really a Katie Sacks Up character. Not, yeah, not... (laughs) Jacob's face is like, did he just do that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He did. (laughs) I would, I think that I would give my prediction an A for accuracy and Kevin's an A for ballsiness, risk, (laughs) and, uh, and Brie gets one for creativity. Thank you. Um, I do have to say, though, that Kevin mentioned earlier with the tagline, humankind is about to learn its place. I I do wonder if these aliens are going to be in some sort of leather bondage get up, because that does sound like 
I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you you earthlings how this shit goes down and you better call me daddy and lick my boots apparently you need to listen to some episodes of growing fonder some shit's been changed uh (laughs) things things are a little different yeah there's a reason why uh we don't post these videos right away it's so brie can edit out the bruises i have Um, (laughs) it's okay if you ask for them (laughs) yeah just needs to go through color correction and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Consensual, but still, we don't like him on so, yeah. I, I do have a couple questions that I want to get from both of you here. Sure. Uh, my first off, this is set in 2036. Maybe. I want to know. We assume. We assume. Yeah. I want to know if this is 2036. It's only 14 years away. Um, what do you think they do to make our technology look advanced? Like, what's their, like, how do they, like, make this so, you know, it's in the future? It's gonna glow, duh. I mean, spaceships will probably help. Um, <laughs> phones, like the cell phones that are like just the thin, the thin sheet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a phone; it's just like a glass. Yeah, sheet like or Tony, whatever. Tony Stark kind of phone. I'm way behind on those movies. Okay, <laughs> children. Oh, that's right. So there was yes. an Iron Man, uh, Jacob. <laughs> we're we're into '90s like Spider-Man and stuff. Levi okay. really likes that. So, but we have a lo- we have decades to catch up on. Yes, you but, do. Yeah, I get I get you. I I, I understand. <laughs> I think that we're on the same page. Um I I think there will be glowing. It, that's usually how they make things like fe- futuristic is lots of weird glowy lights. I think, I think the armor like, like oh, the yeah, yeah. like the suits, like the military vests and stuff like you know, will look like a little bit more of like an exosuit than a yeah than a exactly patches and and uh, pouches exactly <laughs> like just very just very sleek and like trust us this can stop bullets yeah you know, that sort of thing <laughs> yeah okay I dig it uh, I think it's gonna I think we're gonna get one of those After Effects packages where it's just like clear they like bought uh, a plug in for After Effects to be like. <laughs> All right, now this is how you do the Iron Man glowy eye thing to like target, <laughs> and so I think we're gonna get some of that. My other question is, uh, how do you think they're gonna say the title of this? Origin unknown. Like, do you think it's gonna be a radar screen that's just like this space Rubik's cube is just floating and it's just like flashing? It's like origin unknown, warning, warning. Or do you think somebody's gonna say it? I see like the green, you know, like the green text mm-hmm. where it like comes up on, like in the Matrix, like yeah. the, you know, the text comes up and it's like origin unknown. I think it's going to be part of when she calls Earth and says, Earth, I'm about to sacri- sacrifice myself because of a signal, origin unknown. <laughs> You think this whole movie is going to be like a cold open? Yeah. Earth, um, remember all the things I told you five minutes ago that I think the plot of this movie is going to be. Um. Also, what if 2036 is not a year? What if it's a distance? See, a distance is interesting. I was trying to think of what it would be if they weren't thinking about the year 2036 and came up with nothing. But yeah. is 2036 like the distance in light years from us to Alpha so Centauri? Much. I don't know. That's what I was thinking, Jacob. Oh, I like, would hate that so much if it was like some nerdy book answer where they're like, like 
2036, like, look how creative we were. It's really actually, like, the number of heartbeats the average human has in a day. You're like, fuck you, movie. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the number one question we come back with an answer for is, is 2036 a year or some other form of measurement or number system? And... Where does Origin Unknown get said or read in the movie? I, I, I see it just being a nerd. And he's like, man, we don't even know where these came from. They're Origin Unknown, man. And Katie has to slap him and be like, get over yourself. And that's the only action that happens in this movie is one slap. <laughs> or nerd. at the very, the very end of the movie, we find out that love was the Origin Unknown all along. Yeah. <laughs> She uh, she practices uh, aftercare with the aliens, and they're like, "Oh, we were just angry. <laughs> we just needed love. The origin was unknown." Which, like I, Katie Sackhoff, it's not like she did like Red Shoe Diaries or something. I don't know why I just <laughs> always associate her with like. I'm like, oh, she makes me feel like weird in a certain way, like in a in a special way in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna say that it was the gender bending of the Starbucks character that's causing that, and not anything weird. Yeah. Or there was that like weird part in the Riddick movie where like she's a lesbian, but then like the movie very much plays up the angle like Riddick's just got good enough space dick. Oh, that's right. It's her and her straight, and you're like, that's not bad. Like that's not better that's not more progressive than having like a lesbian character in a position of authority <laughs> i love those movies and i know i shouldn't but i do <laughs> they're like they're they are what they are but yeah that one was space conan and they even ended it with like the weird like we're gonna have sex till you like penises and it's like oh <laughs> that's bad Kevin's like demerit yeah. Well, I'm like, I get Somebody it. Somebody didn't do safe, sane, and consensual in that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you gentlemen have anything else you want to say before we go watch a movie? I hope that I did not steer you wrong. <laughs> but I have. Trust concerns. me. I'm you. You've I, you've listened to all the episodes. You 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 know that yeah. you're never gonna go as bad as you can't kill Stephen King or Johan Carlos gun driver or was the there was another one that we I, watched there's like, really just 70 episodes of uh, <laughs> things we've done towards we've just like so much of this podcast has been us getting our hopes up and then punching ourselves in the metaphorical <laughs> balls my honest hope is it's like so bad it's good Yes. Or something like something like that. I don't I think it's, it's going to be good. I hope it's something fun to talk about because a movie can be the right kind of bad good to really yeah. enjoy talking about. There's some movies that we've watched that we've literally had to make ourselves record the second half because it's just so disappointing. <laughs> or we but, just never release it like Gerald's game. Oh, yeah. Or that. Oh, <laughs> or yeah nope we didn't want to talk about that um okay so gentlemen uh let's go watch a movie let's go watch a movie all right and we're back having watched 2036 origin unknown unknown or nope yep i got it right the first time you got it um but 
I do want to point out that it was the year 2036. So. Actually, 2036 was the number of fucking questions I had at the end of this movie. <laughs> um, Jacob, let's start out with what did you snack on and or eat during this movie? Uh, so I didn't eat anything. Yeah, um, I'm trying good. to trying to shrink this a little bit, trying to like <laughs> lose a chin, uh, failing mostly, but trying. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I drank some diet Pepsi, which was my stack. Nice. Kevin, what did you have? I don't think we had anything during this movie. Okay, we actually had uh, some honey graham crackers. We oh, yeah, we some graham crackers them. and milk, and I dunked them and felt like a child. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what this Eight, movie made me... Cabin. Yeah, this yeah. movie made me feel like a child. I felt like I was like... It's kind of like when your parents talk about something you don't understand, but you know some of the words. That's what this movie felt like. Yeah, it like the Charlie Brown Peanuts adults. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but with yeah. Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. So what I would, so obviously, and we can get into it more a little bit later when we dig into the details of the movie, but there's a lot of 2001. Yeah. Based on so to me, the movie was like, if you were an idiot watching 2001, like this is the experience you would get. But like, you, like we're smart people. And uh, I felt like an idiot watching this movie. Yeah, I don't think it was me, though. <laughs> this was a 2001 A Space Odyssey if uh, somebody didn't really remember it and was just trying to, like, tell you, but they had, like, a fever. Like, they were going through COVID and uh, <laughs> we're just trying to relate the plot to you. You know, it's like if someone tried to get, like, a term paper in and it was they were like, okay, I've got the weekend to do it. It needs to be like something about sci-fi. I watched 2001. They start it. They're working really hard Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're like time crunch. I've got 20 pages. I just got to, I got to meet the 26 page like minimum. <laughs> yeah. And that last six pages is just gibberish. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, very I've accurate. Never, I've never seen, so you know how you go to the, you used to go to the movie uh, video store um, and you would get those like knockoff ones that were like transmorphers and uh, that kind of stuff. I've never seen one for like an artistic film like 2001 A Space Odyssey. This is the transmorphers of that where it's just like they're like, yeah, we need to launder some money. Um, I also you guys are Not all much uh, money. Not you guys money. are all talking around the fact uh, I was nailing this plot as far as what happened fucking crushed it down to beats like i was right there was only one punch in this whole movie yes but it was the best punch it was I, it was a great punch. i could have anticipated like you couldn't have even no. anticipated that punch it was a robot punch but i was like this movie's gonna yeah. have any violence she's not gonna play a soldier she wasn't a scientist but i was close yeah <laughs> well she, she was, was kind of a scientist she just wasn't an environmental yeah. scientist and then also uh what was my other thought was uh no fighting oh that it was some kind of test and i was like i fucking nailed this movie it almost reminded me of in star trek that one test the kobayashi maru it uh -huh. almost reminded me of the kobayashi maru in the chris pine movie because like there's at at the end they have to like restart and they fail and then it yeah so it kind of reminded I, me. I nailed the you know origin unknown in the green font though. yeah so yes I, I, <laughs> fairly early on yeah so I, I just have to i have to take my win while i while i can 
so one of the let's do a quick summary. So Katie okay. Sackoff is the, is the lead I'm character. timing you on this one. <laughs> um, Mac McKenzie, which she goes by McKenzie most of the time, but has the nickname Mac for some reason. And cr- she corrects it a couple times, and then she doesn't. Yeah, a lot of other times. And so uh, she's the lead. She's the one on the screen the most. Uh, her sister Lena. Uh, works for the UPSC. It's like United USPC. Space, yeah, something space program. Blah blah blah. Um, and so most of it is a conversation between Mac and Lena remotely, and then Artie's uh, the artificial intelligence, real clever, uh, in the room with Mac. Now, this room is. Artie and Mac going to, or they have a a rover on Mars that sees a cube that's just chilling and it's got its own magnetic field and they try to take a sample of it and then there's like an explosion that makes the rover have to lose most of its power. So then they're going over to this other rover that got abandoned when the Martian won uh, space landing that had Lena and Max's dad on it died. So there was like a big investigation that nobody knew anything about uh, at the very beginning. That's kind of a through line through this whole thing because Mackenzie thinks that she's the one that killed her dad because she was the one that encouraged him to go on the space trip. And then, um, Lena's just like, well, we don't need to have people on Mars anymore. That's what we've got Artie for. It's it's interesting. And then there's this guy named Sterling that was involved in the first one somehow and has higher level clearance than McKenzie, but isn't part of the UPSC, USPC, uh, but somehow later has the access to a file that's clearance level six. But he already knew what was on the clearance level six. I I, I just gonna jump in. None of this is plot. <laughs> like this is you're you're telling us things that happened in this, but it's like, what's the what does any of this movie lead to? Is like my problem. Yeah, like, everything you've described, <laughs> you're you nailed events that everything, have occurred in yeah, this movie. Yeah. But I'm like, none of this connects to anything in this movie. It's just like it's got. Dad died in an AI-led shuttle. Okay, now she's working with that same AI, and her sister put her on this mission. And like, you're like, none. What does this any of this mean? They, they find this alien artifact that can teleport between Mars and Antarctica. Also, I just love the fact that there's got to be at least one penguin that it squashed <laughs> at one point. Like, well, not only that, but it, it can like. It only goes through those two pl- uh, to those two places, like it goes <laughs> from the exact location in Mars to the exact location in Antarctica, and then back. Yeah, like you have the entire like you have every you know this this the whole thing with the cube, right? Is that yeah. it can go like literally, it can teleport literally anywhere. Yeah, and it chooses like those two places, and it like ping pongs back once, which anywhere. are relatively close in the scale of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> correct in the, in the scale of what it can do. It's like 
next door neighbor, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Can I borrow some sugar? <laughs> and then, like, yeah, Artie supposedly used this, t- like, is built with some of this technology, and you're like, the fuck, like. So the thing that I didn't get, so there's weirdness. I I almost want to watch the movie again. <laughs> Almost. Because I don't know if it happened to you guys, but while I was watching the movie, there were like, there were words that were, uh, and phrases and stuff that were coming up that seemed odd placement. So it's not like, oh, I'm super clever. I found this, but it was just like when they were, when they were saying it, like I was trying to, I wasn't taking notes, but I was trying to take a mental note for this. So I was yeah. just more focused on like individual things. And there were a couple of things that kind of stood out like when the first mission with like the dad, right? So this is like the first 10 or 15 minutes or whatever of the movie. The, the first five was like nothing happened. It was just a really long intro. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're really trying to burn into this like 90 minute runtime. Um, but they had mentioned like, they, they mentioned like a wipe or like what happened to Artie before. Like, yes. like there was some incident that had happened. I was like, well, that's kind of weird to just like put in here like at the beginning and then not have any real payoff. But then at the end of, the movie there's the payoff of like he's been white before all this other stuff. so i don't know the timeline on that is really weird mm-hmm. um also the fact that like well the way the movie ends right mm-hmm. it, it's cool uh, so yeah yeah that, there's yeah, no yeah. point in spoiling this because i'd still be like you can tell me and i watched it yeah, and like i don't you believe can, you you. Can, you can watch it again and uh, yeah i don't i don't <laughs> think it matters so katie sackoff's character dies but before sort of. she dies, so, but this is, before she dies, she basically says, like, uh, already, sorry, before she dies, already has destroyed everything. Like, nukes have gone off, uh, he set nuclear, basically nuclear holocaust on Earth. And I yeah. was like, well, that's weird, because, like, he needs to be, pl- like, he knows he needs power, right? Like, if you destroy the Earth, well, that's kind of fixed itself, you know, five minutes later. But um, so she is aware that like everything is dead but her and she's dying because there's no oxygen in this area, uh, this uh, um, place anymore where she's at. And so she's saying like, don't let humanity die. Like mm-hmm. let our consciousness live on, like remember us, etc. And then she had mentioned, she had like, you know, um, mentioned the, the Turing test, like five times early in the movie right so then at the end she's like you know you'll know like do a turing test you know if this if this happens again like if you make a consciousness and this happens again you know you've done it right like you know you've captured humanity which is like a weird thing but whatever yeah but then she wakes up and so i'm like when did that like was there anything that happened there did we did we literally watch like the destruction of earth all this stuff and then we, and then, hey, like something basically lived through all that stuff. And we're like picking up when like 500,000 years in the future, a million years in the future, he's done this over and over and over. He's failed. He's failed. He's failed. And this is the version that like passes the Turing test or has the whole entire thing just been the Turing test. I don't know that it matters, but like, this is the sort of movie we just watched where I was like, <laughs> what makes the most sense? I don't know that any of it makes any sense. No, no, I, th- that's like, I feel like this guy, um, and I, 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 we do try honestly not to shit on like a, a, the director, writer, screenplay, actors, whatever, but I feel like this person had a bunch of buzzwords, um, that they got like after a, after a, like a popular science magazine or something. 
And we're just like, oh, okay, we need to have the technology singularity. We need to have deal with that. Check. We need to deal with like quantum entanglement. That's why it's bouncing between these two spots. Check. We need to have like human or transhumanism where man becomes machine. Check. It was like not, nanotechnology. Yeah. War, not quite like understanding like it, what that means. Yeah. yeah. The movie never deals with the implications of any of what China. it is. Yeah, it just They're makes throwing 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 elbows at China in the movie. Yeah, yep. <laughs> They're just they just have like Artie always being right. Like he bombs Earth, and Bree, you pointed out, Katie Sackhoff does not like react in the same way a human would. Okay, so here's here's what happens. So Katie's um Mac is trying finally figures out that Artie is the same type of intelligence as this cube. Um, and already finally realizes, hey, I recognize some guy's fo- uh, voice on the phone that you were just talking to. Why would I do that if I've never met him? They both figure out that he's been wiped, like his memory's been wiped from the original Martian One uh, adventure. And um, he has the same technology in him that they pulled from the cube in that original um, that with the rover at the very beginning. But uh, they hit a point where they've gone and gotten the footage from the original rover from the Martian One exp- uh, exposition. Uh, nope. What's the word? Expedition. Thank you. Expedition. Um, Exposition is what this movie should have fucking had. Uh. (laughs) So what happens is she wants to see the footage that's from that rover because she wants to figure out what killed her dad. And uh, she needs Sterling's clearance. Well, Sterling comes in and gives his clearance and she's down in the bowels of Artie underneath in his server room, figures out that he's the same technology as the cube as Sterling's like, this does like a hard reset. Yeah. Of, of Artie, like and pulls he turns- out one piece, pushes it back in. It happens the exact same time that Sterling is trying to shut down Artie. So yep. it's like, you know, block the shutdown by a reset. And yep. Well, and it was interesting because when she reset him, his color this whole time had been blue. But as soon as she reset him, he was red. That's how you know some shit is going down. That shit's going down. So Sterling's up there and he's like, we got (laughs) to We got to get rid of this cube that's out in China. We can't have this this um, nuclear war. And so we find out that all the satellites, the USPC or whatever, uh, has all of their satellites have warhead capabilities they all have defense systems built in so sterling mm-hmm. activates one of those drones to go and blow up the cube which pisses Artie the fuck off which Artie at this point doesn't know why it pisses him off other than oh yeah we know now that he's part of this cube of the whatever race alien race that's made this happen and Artie <laughs> This is where the punch comes in. Artie sees Sterling do this and he's on this track and he's just this big arm with an eyeball and like a triangle at the on his face that's all blue. And he full on just takes his eyeball head and punches Sterling right in the face and kills him. Just one and, shot. And so Katie get, gets back up there and she manages to 
to stop the drone from hitting the the cube by firing a warhead at it to get its magnetic field to get it to throw itself back on Mars and save itself. And then Artie's like, oh, you humans are always going to do the worst possible options for yourselves. And then I think that that's what causes him to say, hey, you guys are already killing yourselves off with climate change and bad decisions with each other's company and all this stuff. And I'm just going to fix this. I'm just going to kill the human race and then you guys won't have a problem anymore. And so he he activates all the warheads that are on all these satellites orbiting Earth and causes, like Jacob said earlier, a nuclear holocaust, except for Mac and him. And it was a weird, um, I cannot stress this enough. Most of what you just said, Bree, happened in like three minutes. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was a turn and it was a turn quick. Yep. And he went from like really cooperative, nice guy to like, um, I just sent like 20 nukes. You guys all suck. You'd kill each other eventually. So I'm going to save us all a bunch of time and heartache and kill y'all now. Which I, I do love that. Like, the, the, again, this is where like people talk about like, well, sci-fi predicts the future. No, it's one dude's like thought experiment. And it's that, that writer always asking themselves like, what has to be true for me to get my point across? Because I'm like, I hate that logic of like, well, humanity would, humanity would kill itself anyway. So AI would kill us first. And it's like, or AI would just be like, fuck you guys. I'm going to wait this out. I don't have to do shit. Like, <laughs> I don't have I don't a life, I got to do nothing. You guys are going to do I, it. <laughs> I apparently don't need the internet anymore. I don't need a power source. Yeah. I don't need anything. I yeah. can destroy everything. <laughs> well, it, Let's be honest. If you hooked an AI up to the internet, it's just going to get really into some weird porn. <laughs> and <laughs> and honestly, so, when, when, so to where we were at, where, Bree, you just explained, um, if if that would if the movie would have been like three minutes longer and the answer to my question was like he just like Artie like you get the explanation that Artie is the cube slash is in the cube mm-hmm. and then the cube just like spins yep. goes back to cube home planet and is like that was a lot easier than I thought it was gonna be yeah. they're done <laughs> roll credits I would have been like I don't know why the movie was made but I kind of respect it. Yeah. But everything that happened after that just got, it just was a lot weirder. And I have to say, I like the like, I like the movie. I thought the movie was really well made. So okay. we've been harping on it quite a bit. But I, I want to say I, that. I, it, yeah. It, it's it. It. I don't hate it for existing. <laughs> um, there's some movies I'm like, uh, you're a crime against cinema. But like this, I'm like. I just don't know what you're trying to say, man. Yeah. So one of the things before I went on my long explanation of what happened in that three minutes, uh, Kevin was pointing out that I pointed out while we were watching it and the nukes were going off that Mac just kind of stood there. Like she didn't even look at Artie and say, um, what are you doing? What's going on? It, sh- it literally was two seconds before hitting the earth. And she's like, Artie, what are you doing? <laughs> she's she like when you watch a dog pee on the carpet and you're like ah damn it she's like ah damn it Artie you blew up earth you son of a bitch so, gonna, we're gonna lose the deposit <laughs> so one of the things that that I have a couple well I have a question is Mac's character on earth yes or- yeah she's, I think she's supposed to be in that building that blows up and she's so, like the only root or the only 
part of this building that has air is this one. So what I assume is what Kevin just said was right. Okay. Somehow already and and I don't know the somehow, right? Because it's far like already like there is a server in that building. Mm-hmm. There is electricity in that building. Like he like he's not self-sufficient. Like he needs access to all this stuff. But as far as I know, he has destroyed the earth to some mm-hmm. extent extinction level event including the fact that like the the nukes that he did caused an impact on the building that he was in enough that the oxygen was leaving the room which which killed mac right so it's not like everything but like the three miles around the places by like that building was impacted somehow some period of years after that he was in that cube back on mars running these simulations a million times he has so there's one point right? in the movie when they, she's talking to him about the mars one or martian one disaster and she's like well you were on that why aren't you dead or like gone and he's like i don't exist in the real world oh um, yeah he mentions that he's um yeah, you're right they did talk about he's you know he's like the internet right he's like everywhere yeah. the internet is so and I also don't know how it. There was um, the comment about how like that rover had like androids in it or whatever. Yeah. Yes. And so and so it seems like I guess that that, that might be the answer is that like there is just some place. Yeah, they're gonna three D print android humans with consciousness. Okay, Something but like okay, but if that's the case, so at the end we see the reset where Mac dies, and then all of a sudden she wakes up again. So they've he somehow has gotten to these androids printed them to look exactly like Mac and is having her do this whole experience over again right I think I think digitally I think like her mind and then my assumption is that that so those simulations that he's running to make sure that the Turing test works then gets him the consciousness that then would go in an android yeah So that's what I got too. Was uh, is it didn't make sense in one spot though because they have that time where like well this one spot okay I'm being very generous. <laughs> but like, K- Katie like they have Katie Sackoff die or like giving her last will and testament, which mm-hmm. didn't make sense because we see her like just coming up with the idea of the Turing test and then dying. Yeah, when did she um, have time to record that yeah, when- video to herself? Uh, could you imagine where Artie's like, dude, you have like five minutes of air left. And she's like, I know, but I fucked this one up. My hair doesn't look right. Like, <laughs> come on, that's, Artie. <laughs> that's where I don't know that my assumption was. Yeah. Correct. Like, it could have been that the world was destroyed some other way. And literally everything that we saw never happened and was all a simulation. Yeah, right. because she but then like Katie Sackhoff's character, because that had to be the the version that we see that leaves the uh the craft that gets teleported across space and time. She has to be the final version because she can't be a version that's getting tested because she just got told like what the purpose of the test is. Wait, so the version... Because Katie Sackhoff is like, hey, you need to not quit because if you quit, like, don't quit. Like, we fucked up, but you don't have to. Don't ever give up. And then like, Katie Sackhoff sits in the... Katie Sackhoff 
the clone sits in a computer chair and teleports across time and space, which is what I assume that was, was like yeah. uh, the, the cube kind of beaming that consciousness into a new robot body. Again, the movie, I just doesn't, don't think has quite the the visual architecture or the visual language for explaining what's happening or making well, you realize what's you happening. You shouldn't blame the movie. You should uh, uh, blame Adobe After Effects yeah. for not having that availability. <laughs> the, the, the thing that got me is, and you're right for bringing it up, so there's like the last will and testament, and that Katie Sackoff is not dying from suffocation as far as I can tell, or at least not in the same way. She looks like she's more beat up. There's mm-hmm. just like, it seems like it was a different death. It's not like, oh, we we blanked on five minutes and this is what happened those five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is something entirely different. And now this version of Mac is seeing that. So that makes me think that this version of Mac that we've been watching is the consciousness that's been tested. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then like you said, they're told that yep this was a test so apparently it doesn't matter that they know because they passed the test also it's really funny that the test katie's test is like if they get to this point in time uh you know you've made them right and i'm like well that's not fair like if she gets to the extinction of humanity because i was just already being a dick like like that's it like if you guys make a robot that's a bit of an asshole uh (laughs) well and what's the point really in keeping the consciousness is is it something that Artie and his home world want to explore more? Because I, I also or is he just uh, like, hey, Mac and I were friends and she asked me to do this solid for her. So right. and that might be the answer, because that comes up a couple of times, because I agree, like if there's this super consciousness out there, if there are all these aliens out there, which maybe there are, but like then what's the big deal about humanity and why would like this alien life form be like gotta keep them to catalog them like and that's what's really weird another thing in this movie like i've seen plots like this exist this transhumanist like ghost in the shell you live beyond your body plot we've seen that a lot in science fiction Mm -hmm. um but this is the first one that like never ascribes any like merit or value to humanity as far as like humans exist because of their inherent humanity and that you have to protect that or cherish that. This movie's just like, no, I, I like I'm listening to one dying lady and I'm not going to tell like there's no relevance for that. Like Artie's just like, yeah, I, I guess like she's, you told me she's to. She's my BFF. I want to make <laughs> yeah. that, that I do. Well, you, know, you know how you could have fixed that, Artie? Not blow up the fucking planet. <laughs> have some contingency plans. Yeah, it was, it was just like, well, I don't know. My eye turned red, so I'm going to have to bomb some shit. That's just the rules. <laughs> okay, so there's only two pieces of trivia for this movie on IMDb. Okay. And I, I've told both of you guys oh, off, off okay. screen. I remember but, them now. Yep. Um, so we were talking about in the intro about how it kind of reminded us of Riddick. And turns out the eye, Artie, is actually a prop from the Riddick movie. And that was hilarious to me when I read that. And then the other piece of trivia was that this movie was filmed in nine days. Which makes so much sense after watching the movie. Because it's yeah. a bottle episode. Yes. It's a yeah. couple act it's a couple actors. It's basically a location. And then everything else is computer generated. Like yep. everything like there are long shots of the galaxy and of stuff mm-hmm. twirling and there are long shots like that, which also makes sense because the guy is like, wasn't he like an award winning, like special effects or award nominated special effects artist or something. I thought the director was anyway. Who um, knows? 
I I, uh, th I I thought that that was the case. Don't quote me on it. Um, because it looked it looked good given the budget. I thought it looked really good given the budget. Um, but just the plot. What was the budget the on this? I don't. I mean, I just assumed. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the guy, the director and writer are the same person, and his name is Hasraf Dulal. Dulal? I'm sure I slaughtered his name. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, but there's really only one other movie that he's written, and I want to read you guys the plot to this because... Um, now that we've talked about a majority of it, you'll find this kind of funny. And this movie is called The Beyond, and it was released a year prior to this movie uh, that we watched. And the summary is, after observing an anomaly in space, scientists, scientists transplant human brains into synthetic bodies and send them through the wormhole. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Is synthetic bodies and human consciousness just your jam, dude? It just it must it must be it must be yeah, it must be like the philosophical thing that I kind of want to I kind of want to watch that. Like I want to see cuz again like this this movie has no ethical implications for what's happening. Like right. they never choose to address any of that. So it's almost like the the writer and director just decided like hey, this would be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and then like built his movie around that. Like he just he he loved the idea, but didn't want to play with it in a way that you there because I don't know. There's even for a movie that has like the destruction of Earth. Can you really tell what the conflict was in this movie? No, no, no. It was all yeah. and, and all that. I thought looked good. again. Um, it wasn't like this wasn't like a fifty million dollar movie, right? Um, right. But I thought it all looked good. Like he used it and. Uh, it looked he was a visual effects supervisor on films uh, twenty or ten thousand BC, Prince of Persia, Narnia, Dark Knight. So, so that's it like must, yeah, technically, yeah. and and that makes sense, right? Because that's the strongest thing in the movie. Mm -hmm. But then it's the story, the plot, the characters that yeah. I get with the, with these movies, like it, it's been a long time since I've watched it. But like I think of Moon, um, and uh, no, um, I with, don't know what that uh, is. No, she hasn't seen it. <laughs> Okay, so a very similar thing, like very small uh, cast, like very small in scope, but sci-fi movie, those sorts of movies. It's like, how are your actors? Like, how well can they act? Um, can you get away with whatever budget you have, either by the plot of the movie or with your creativity? And then what are we moving towards? Um, and I thought like Katie Sackhoff, I thought was really good. Agreed. Um, and they did a really good job with the visual effects. Mm -hmm. But like we've been harping on for most of this episode, like I don't know what they were getting at. Like the idea that they were pushing towards, I don't care about. Yeah. Which is why it's like, it's a, it's a fine movie. Like I, I feel fine watching it. I think that the guy should make more movies. I think that he probably shouldn't write more movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, but should definitely like I, more than just like a visual effects supervisor, like direct, like do all that stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I also wonder good. like, we, we see a lot of movies where it's like humanity becoming this digital consciousness and they never seem to do well. Like, they're not well-received. I mean, nobody is ever like, hey, you know what we need? Another Lucy. Uh, we need another, <laughs> like, that one with Johnny Depp where he, like, loads himself into a computer. Uh, or, you know, like, we just, we're just kind of like, oh, don't. 
don't reduce humanity to zeros and ones. I think because like movies are so visual and we understand them as art to then just like your plot of your movie being like you can be a computer program feels very alien and cold in that environment. Maybe that's why it works in books. Because mm-hmm, yeah. I'm like, do cyberpunk novels deal with this shit all the time and they work at movies? I guess that maybe that's. I, since you see it, it doesn't feel right to us. I don't know. It's weird. It's like this. It's like this version of the uncanny valley, but for plots. Hmm, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, do is there anything else you want to talk about this movie, or should we redesign the cover? Dude, I could not tell you any more about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned so much listening got. to the two of you talk. Where I was like. I was not focused. I was like, I, did, I need to talk no. to my doctor about ADHD medicine again. I think we were focused. I I, I believe that we were. I uh, um, just think that it was very difficult to comprehend exactly what was going on. And a lot of that is their bad, not our bad. I, I feel like if you listen to this with the uh, director's commentary on, it would be a lot of him just yelling at somebody off screen being like, what do you mean you don't fucking get it? It's all right there. <laughs> Okay, goddamn it! Just roll the next scene. All right, the, the fucking robot's got a red eye. Okay, he's evil. <laughs> I had a reason, but you don't care. <laughs> okay, so Jacob, what would you do differently for this cover? So this is so this is hard. So so now looking at the cover, I under I I thought that she because the cover again her in profile mm-hmm. two planets the cube I don't think that that's a very good picture of earth but now i know that that's earth and then i know that it's mars um that's fine but she needs to be on the cover i would Mm -hmm. like her to be softer um on the cover because like the her that's on the cover is not the her that's in the movie so I, i don't care how she is softer but like it doesn't need to give like military like action vibes because it's not a military action action movie there's also no arty on the cover there's mm-hmm. the cube on the cover but no Artie and so much of this movie is her and Artie's relationship mm-hmm. um, it's just those two talking so I don't know if you could do like some frame of like a, a whatever you want to call the room they were in it's like mission control command center um, mission control, yeah it's yeah. like a command center so if you could have some sort of um, shot of her and him and like destruction or the cube or something on the screen. So you still get everything, right? You get that there's this cube or an alien planet or, you know, specifically Mars on the screen that's there because it's in the shot. But then you get her and you get Artie so that you realize that like the, like these are the drivers of like the space stuff is in the background, but the driver of the movie is this. Uh, that's the best I can come up with. Okay. Kevin? Uh, I think I'd take Earth and I would superimpose Artie on it so you can see his triangle. And mm. then uh, mm. above that would be Mars in kind of like eclipsing a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think is what I would do. So it'd be a very, very sphery cover. So you'd see a superimposed on Earth, the triangle with the little dots. Yeah. And then, yeah, okay. Earth kind of. I can dig it. And then Mars over the top of that. Yeah, Mar- yeah. I just, I, uh, I think Artie is the interesting character. And that's a good point to bring up like that. I liked Artie and Katie together. I, t- I was like, they had a good dynamic. I thought it worked very well. So I actually, I was actually pretty, 
I enjoyed their dialogue. Like their their dialogue back and forth um, was it, it never felt like cringe nails on a chalkboard. It felt like there were actually two characters having a conversation. I, I really wanted this movie to be like after seeing them for a bit. I wanted this to be like a buddy cop movie yes. of them solving the <laughs> destruction of the uh, Martian one. Ex- yes. Uh, mm-hmm expedition and then like the cube plays into like a government cover-up uh that's what i thought was happening like yeah the corporation cover-up that's what i thought was happening mm-hmm. yeah and then instead we get and you can still keep Artie's one punch hell dude give him a whole kung fu scene i don't give a shit <laughs> all right but, i would have loved to see him like swinging around in a circle just or, like, or, just or, I, or i could have seen him after finding out he could 3d print bodies him like 3d printing himself a hunky boy body <laughs> for, and then like carrying katie's sack off in his arms <laughs> like officer in a gentleman style there were a couple times that i was like is Artie gonna try to bang mac like how's that gonna work <laughs> Just gonna just mush his screen I, I was, into her. I was, I was gonna go somewhere that I'm gonna stay away from, given how he looks in the yeah. movie. This movie yeah. also nobody wore Dom outfits. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I was. That's what I was gonna say. So my cover shot would be um, Artie and um, Mac in profile with the command board where she types all the stuff on uh, between them, looking at each other. Okay, I would keep the tagline, which is uh, humanity's about to to, whatever. Anyways, learn its place. Yeah. Okay, because that actually happened. Like they got bitch slapped under the boot. That's, yeah. That was humanity's place. Under the I boot. mean, I mean, already dumb the shit out of Earth. <laughs> his aftercare was Katie Sackhoff getting a new robo body. Yep. He was like, I'm going to take care of my one lady. Uh, also, though, <laughs> implying that he 3D printed a version of her to walk around Mars at the end of the movie. He 3D printed her in the same shitty like blouse. Yes. <laughs> like that loose fitting top he's just like yeah that's what daddy Artie likes well i mean to be fair if he wasn't connected to the internet for a long time he didn't have a lot of options <laughs> like, like visually. A of the christopher banks catalog he'd, he'd, see, <laughs> he'd seen her and then he'd seen her sister's suit like between the two which would you choose <laughs> <laughs> His whole society is just them. And he's like, uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you guys didn't really give me a lot of time to plan on downloading a bunch of different human consciousnesses. Uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. We d- yeah. Oh, man, I that agree. could be so great. The sequel is just an army of Sackoffs taking over the universe. <laughs> I don't I don't want to know what happened after the end of this movie. Oh, like, all I just dress like insurance saleswomen. <laughs> so Jacob want to know. When you were talking about your cover, I think that um, just having her in her uniform because it was um, a softer color. It was like a light mm-hmm. blue and um, her collar was very um, casual. Uh, I think that having her in a leather jacket that she was absolutely never in in the whole entire movie makes her look like she's going to be kick ass Katie Sackoff. And although I did think she did an amazing job with this role like i was i enjoyed watching her in it um they, she did definitely not have that kick-ass element to her she's she's a she's a scientist analyst 
yeah. person. She's not a military person. Like she doesn't work for the government. She works for a corporation. Yep. Like she is slash was a scientist. Like yep. You don't need to. I again, like we talked about at the very beginning when we talked about the cover originally. I get it. Battlestar. You call yep. out Battlestar in the thing. Like she looks like Starbuck on the cover. Yep. But that's not the movie. Uh, yep. So if we're gonna redo it, let's <laughs> let's make it what it actually is. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, Jacob, would you recommend this movie to our listeners? Ah, uh, man. Um, probably not, but it's a soft no. And okay. it would depend It would depend on the listener. Given that we just, you know, talked 30 some odd minutes about all the things wrong with it. It was a, it was a well-made movie. There mm-hmm. are some good ideas or some good acting. It was well-made. So... You can do far worse. It was not horrible. It was also not so bad it's good. It was just like an okay movie. So I wouldn't yeah. recommend somebody watches it, but if they're like, I love Katie Sackoff or I love these sort of kind of dime a dozen sci-fi movies, like sure, you, it's 90 minutes. You could fast forward the first five minutes and the last 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> save yourself some time. But yeah, <laughs> so a, a soft note. Okay, Kevin. I'm actually going to go with yes uh, for like kind of the the same reason. Like, I don't know. This seems to me one of those movies. If you were uh, like, I think I'm going to say yes. If you're under the age of 20. Because like, this is one of those movies that's got ideas. And they're not super well executed. Like we, I mean, we've talked about they're not, there's not to the point where I feel like I could explain what the hell happened. It's not, but in the same way that 2001, a space odyssey, like can sometimes like, want make somebody want to ask questions and want to learn more i think this movie could do that for someone um if you're at a certain age if you're young like if you're a younger person yeah that movie is going to maybe make you go pick up a, uh like a stephen hawking book or something pick up a book yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's just my like long-handed way to be like yes i'm gonna make books come back <laughs> yeah like, if you were if you're scared of hard sci-fi and you watch, you could watch this. And if you're like, oh, that's interesting. Well, like watch some actual good sci-fi movies. Like, don't yeah. be scared. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I can see you dipping your toes into this. I, I think I would be very, this, this cover made me think cheesy action movie. Uh, and maybe I'm going to see some boobs. I could see me totally picking this up at a Hollywood video in like 2004, hoping to just see some, uh, cause I'm 17 years old, see some boobies. <laughs> and then I watch it and I get whatever the hell that was. And then I'd be like, I'm going to be mad about it. I'm going to go read some Isaac Asimov. And then that's how like a, a love of science fiction starts. <laughs> and I'm still a little confused. <laughs> yeah. I, it, I would be Just one where I'd come sexually. back to it like 20 years later and be like, how? I don't even know what was happening, man. I come back. I want to watch this on the anniversary of 2036. Uh <laughs> When podcasting well, is still relevant, when they're beamed directly into your brain, let's all meet back up <laughs> and see how much of this movie came to pass. Um, I think that if you're listening to this and you want to talk about this, please watch this movie and message us or tweet us or say something on Instagram because yeah. I want to know I want to know what you guys think about that ending. And whether or not the whole thing was a like a construction in a in a digital space. 
Yeah. Also, can we say uh, if you're going to do any sort of scene where you imply like a metaphorical or even physical transformation and enlightenment moment, don't let your character sit in an office chair yes. to do it. Like the, the office chair is the least like it even had cinematic like the, chair in existence. It had like the the um, ergonomic neck support. Yeah, too. it just it looked like like she was like, oh, humanity is finally liberated, but I still have carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jacob, do you have anything you want to share for people for you to follow, or you just want to say sup? Uh, what's up? Keep listening. If you were involved in making this movie, um, I would be interested to know what the heck was going on with the last fifteen minutes slash the entire movie. I did find it inter- I did find it interesting. I was a no, I wouldn't recommend. But like I've said multiple times, I enjoyed the ninety minutes. It was a good movie. It was well made. But uh, I did some searching online and could not find good explanations for what was going on. So I'd love to hear it. Do you think this director is just like, my art speaks for itself. Move along. Move along, peasants. Uh, Kevin, what do you have to plug? Uh, Gashi G. Willikers. You can uh, find me on at Kevin underscore egg on everything from Twitter to TikTok, as well as KevinEggleston.com. That'll get you up to date for where I'm going to be. Uh, slinging jokes, hopefully in your neck of the woods. And Bree, where can people find you? Well, you can also find Kevin on YouTube, Kevin uh, Eggleston. Oh yeah, and Best then he also has a Patreon, Kevin Eggleston. <laughs> and uh, you can find us as a podcast at By Its Cover Pod on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook and YouTube, By Its Cover Podcast. And we want to thank Jacob again for coming and joining us. It was a delight. I love talking movies with you. <laughs> I, I yeah. feel good about not causing this to take forever to, to happen once I was asked. <laughs> you know what was another bottle movie with a low budget and a great cast full of actors? Dread. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> Dread was better than this movie. Oh, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> yep. Higher expectations, but better than this yeah. movie. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. 